The topics and themes on our program are generally adult in nature and may contain explicit language. Therefore, these conversations may not be suitable for younger audiences. What does being typed out mean to you? Telling your own story. It's just really, truly being who you hey, are. Hey, this is me. This is who I am. And Labels this is my space. Categorize. So we can be identified and for that reason to be excluded. The way that we integrate people into society or do not. To literally write my name and leave my ink print in the world of stories to come. <laughs> and that's it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm here and uh, I exist. This is the Typed Out, Typed out. Typed out. Typed out Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Typed Out Podcast. If you are joining us for the first time, I am your host, Nick Polifrone, and if you are a returning listener, welcome back. So today is a special release episode in honor of On The Keys production of hashtag HowAboutLove World Pride Edition. They're going to be celebrating 50 years of divas, and that event is going to be kicking off this weekend, Sunday, June 23rd, There'll be two shows, one at 7 p.m., another at 9.30 p.m., both at the Green Room 42 here in New York City's Theater District, and tickets can be purchased at onthekeys.com and thegreenroom42.com, and the entire production is going to be hosted by Paria Hart, so definitely not to be missed. And here is my conversation with Nicola Murphy, Keiji Ishiguri, and Zia, all of On The Keys. So super talented crew and great conversation. So thank you for joining us. Let's get to it. On the Keys, an international production company based here in New York City, is dedicated to telling stories that promote equality, empathy, and understanding. Having produced work in Dublin and Edinburgh, the company has also brought their first production of Rent to Aruba. Joining me today is Nicola Murphy, Artistic Director, KG Ishiguri, music director, and Zia, company member of On The Keys. Guys, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. For Thanks having for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Okay, so a huge shout out to Michael Quagino, who has set this whole situation up, and we're going to be talking about hashtag how about love, and this is the 50th Pride anniversary event. Yes. So how does that feel? Incredible. Exciting. Yeah, yeah we're really delighted to be a partner of um, the 50th year anniversary part of, we're, we're listed in the... Um, the overall events of um, Stonewall Pride. And so that's really exciting and obviously something that we're really thrilled to be a part of. Yeah. And for anyone that is unfamiliar with On The Keys, would you mind, Nicola, as the artistic director, providing a bit of context to On The Keys and what you do, perhaps your mission statement, your vision? Sure. So um, we're a group of artists from varying different backgrounds. We actually all met working on a production of Rent. Um, in 2015 you know we really all sort of like fell in love with the artistic process of us working together and really wanted to continue um, with this company of people and so um, post Edinburgh which is where we did rent uh, the first time we got an I guess an offer like Michael Quadrino was (laughs) working his magic and sort of made a connection with Casti Cultura which is um, Aruba's Uh, National Theatre and they were interested in our production of Rent so that's sort of where On The Keys came from was this opportunity that we had to kind of work together and continue working and 
and bringing that production to the island where it had never before been performed. And since then, we have, you know, been working on other productions. We just did a show in Dublin last year. We're planning to do a New York show next year. And really, our focus is on stories that promote equality, empathy and understanding. The the show that you just referenced, the one that you did in Dublin, mm-hmm. was Stopover, which told the story of two women. And I remember, so I had the pleasure of meeting all of you this time last year when you were doing hashtag how about love and at that point you had just started talking about stopover and how initially the show was written to be a male and female identifying characters and just through the creative process that has changed in it the final product was two women yeah and so i that's just emblematic of the sort of work that you guys do as a company is is challenging the ways in which theater can be conceived or perceived as it were and so what are some other elements beyond perhaps queerness what other identities does on the keys hope to investigate or what other themes do you hope to investigate through your work i think you know we it's hard to answer that like very specifically because again i kind of want to say that we just are drawn to stories that promote equality and empathy and understanding Mm. and those can kind of be across many different genres and kind of supporting many different um you know types of people or groups of people that maybe feel underrepresented um so obviously stopover was an example of another uh, production where we sort of changed things a little bit to kind of reflect something that felt really you know it was important to us to to not just portray the stereotypical male-female heterosexual relationship. But that also, you know, there's a show that we're really interested in working on next year, which is a show that's really about gun violence. Mm. And so that's something that's also really important to us. There is actually a lesbian character in that show, but that's not really, you know, it's just a part of the show. Yeah, you know, not the focus. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So... Well, that's actually one of the things that I really liked about the change, Nicola, that you had made to Stopover is that we did change it to be a cast of two women as opposed to a man and a woman. But overall, it really felt almost inconsequential to mm. the type of story that we were telling. And so it was good because it didn't feel like, oh, we're telling a kind of token lesbian mm-hmm. story. We're telling yeah. a story about love yeah. um, and two people that are, you know, yeah. trying to make something work that might or might not yeah i think that's really important you know Mm. like telling stories of different you know races of different um genders you know different sexualities like it's not really about trying to be so overt Uh, for me anyway as a director it's about telling stories that are inclusive and kind of just show that at the end of the day we're all the same we all want the same things and and that was something I think that was great about that show in particular was, it, you know, the um, sexuality was secondary to the fact that it was a story about them trying to connect and, you know, loving each other and traveling through New York for yeah. a weekend and the crazy stuff that they got into. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's sometimes it's great to definitely celebrate those stories and those identities and bring them into the fold as being normal right as much as you can um, without losing the effect of it but also I think it's great to not necessarily highlight that as being the primary reason to get people to come and see a show yeah right so you're taking it from being very unique to one demographic but humanizing it Mm -hmm. and saying this is just a relationship between two people yeah and so come one come all and I think you'll find something to identify with or something that will resonate with you in some capacity Mm -hmm. with the work that you're creating 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what's great about rent, which is what brought us together in the first place. Yeah. It, it is also very much that kind of story, you know? Yeah. And speaking to rent, you brought the first production to Aruba, which is what we talked about last time. So I, there is an article that does exist with my interview with the entire company of On the Keys <laughs> and some really great sound bits, by the way, that I just I have in my archive and would love to release whenever you guys are interested, because there were some great uh, commentary regarding so many themes around pride and what it means to to really celebrate who you are. So coming back to Rent, with this being hashtag how about love, did this come from the production of Rent or was it separate too? Um, well, the, the first ever iteration of this show was actually a promotional event to, to just let people know that we were doing this. So we actually had a few numbers from Rent in our show. And you know, so it did come out of that. But since then, it's been kind of more just a celebration of the family that we put together doing yeah. the show um, with, and we, ha- I mean, we always invite other guests in too. So um, trying to expand our family yeah. as well. So, um, yeah. so yeah. The first year that we did, did the Pride concert, as KG said, it was sort of more rent focused than it has become. Now it's sort of just a celebration of Pride. And, um, you know, we are, as KG said, are trying to grow the family and bring more people in. But, you know, we did it the first time in kind of the beginning of the Trump era. And so that message of how about love became really, really, like, poignant and sort of important, you know, more so than maybe we really even anticipated. Um, And part of what we do with all of these concerts is um, we give, like, a, a donation either from ticket sales or like t-shirt sales which this year we've got a really cool t-shirt coming out which I'm very excited about um, but we always give a portion to a charity that means something to us so we've done like immigration reform and this year we're partnering with the National Center for Transgender Equality so we'll give a portion of each sale of our t-shirts we make kind of a cool t-shirt every year that has the hashtag how about love and um, last year we had like the pride flag and a cool heart so this year we have something that's specific to our theme which is 50 years of divas so we will give a portion of that to to that organization so that's something that's really important to us to keep doing like we're a small company so you know we can never give as much as we want to but it feels really important to us to always have a social conscience about these things and you know that's what how about love is about like inclusivity and equality so yeah And so that's something I would love to dive into is 50 years, right? So talking about pride and for anyone that may not be familiar that 2019 marks the 50th year of the Stonewall riots, which happened on June 28th, 1969. And essentially that was the event or is marked as the event, which set off the queer rights movement. And so here we are 50 years later pushing forward. And as we know that we can't ever rest on our laurels and say that the work has been done or say that the crowning achievement was marriage equality because with each decade or even presidential administration, there's always something that (laughs) Zia just made a face (laughs) and it's true. Um, There's always something, there's always some new barrier in which we need to overcome and just reassert uh, our presence as it were. So Zia, off of that, please tell me what it's like to be doing a concert that is dedicated to the queer movement that is now celebrating its 50th year. I mean, 
the first Pride was a riot. Like, we've seen it on t-shirts, we've heard it everywhere, but I think, especially now at 50, with the current administration that mm. we have, um, where our rights as women's rights, brown people's rights, transgender, like, everything is trying to be rolled back. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, this is a huge celebration, it's 50 years, and that's amazing, but, like, we still have a lot of work to do, and it's a constant work. Mm-hmm. So doing this concert is absolutely 50 years of divas celebrating where we are, but it's still reminding us that there's a lot of fight to fight. Um, and like with the way that we give back to community in different ways, it's still very important. But just showing up and celebrating ourselves, that in itself is the fight, yes. you know? Um, so yeah, it's incredible. I love that I get to do this with this family every year. Um I try to be here no matter what else I'm doing. Uh, so yeah, we, we got to keep pushing like continuously because someone's always trying to take away something that we worked for. Yeah. So we're going to do it. And thinking of like the quotable quotes from last year, one of the things that you said, you just hearkened right back to it, oh, which great. was, I believe it was somebody that you follow on Instagram said that the simple act of getting out of bed is a form of resistance. Chani. The fact that, yes, <laughs> Chani Nicholas, amazing astrologer, the simple act of getting out of bed is a form of resistance. Mm-hmm. Like saying that you are going to stand up in the face of adversity every day rather than just laying down in defeat yep. in itself is an act of resistance Mm -hmm. and so getting up on stage with like your nearest and dearest people that you've built this creative community with Mm -hmm. and using this using your voice the power of your voice which you guys have incredible voices so for everyone listening just go to the event you will not be disappointed but just using the power of your voice and your art to sort of be loud and present and just say that I'm here and that nothing can really take that away from you you know and I remember you said joy also, right, is an act of resistance. Yeah. yeah. Like that idea too that like us being like the collective, us just being proud and loud and, you know, celebratory is really important because there's a lot of heavy shit going on. And so, you know, it's not always easy to do that. But I think, yeah, that that's something that I have remembered from last year too and i think it's really important yeah yeah someone another instagram post this one i can't remember exactly who it was but was like you every moment that i hate myself some old white dude is celebrating that he was successfully able to get me to do that (laughs) and i was like they can't win we can't do this (laughs) that is real yeah it's just like i am other i'm weird and all of us in this collective we all have our little isms but like we have found each other and we found this family and the ability to get up and celebrate that weird instead of cowering behind all our otherness is just like no actually I'm not gonna do that yeah gonna keep being weird with my fam which this is a perfect segue to jump into a question that I should have asked from the beginning but that is what does being typed out mean to you yeah any kind of othering hmm. like any kind which I've I know a lot of people think like don't other me like I'm not other but I rooted into that like I'm fine with being othered because I have my other family it's anything that doesn't fit into the boxes that people create whether that's gender whether that's sexuality whether that's race it's like any anything that is outside of those boxes any kind of other and just rooting into the truth of what you are yeah no matter what it is and celebrating that regardless Mm -hmm. yeah KG yeah, I mean, I think being typed out is—it's just 
people deciding whose stories are worth telling and whose stories are worth listening to as opposed to other ones. And I think um, the more you can tell many different types of stories, the more you can combat that. It's about, mm-hmm. yeah, having a, having a broad range. Yeah. Nicola? Um, I think of taking up space, you know, as the kind of, um, as Zia said, like sitting into your truth. Um, I think honesty and courage is always a big thing for me just in everything I do. I think um, that's partly what we're talking about here as well is just having courage to be yourself because at the end of the day so much bigotry comes from a place of fear. So when I think of, you know, how people are sort of labeled or um, sort of judged on a very superficial basis, you know, Mm -hmm. that makes me just want to be like, well, take up space and kind of like the boxes are just going to (laughs) collapse. That's like the image I see. Yeah. 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 And I want to come back to something that you said, Zia, which was like how some people don't like the word other Mm -hmm. or otherness. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the shirking the, again this is just my opinion but the shirking of otherness right then therefore means that you fall into what society and culture have already created and therefore can abide by those guidelines exactly. and that's not the point right so that's why we're here challenging these things is because they don't work for everybody and so by saying identifying yourself as being separate from that thing in some forms and fashions right because there are elements that we do all kind of adhere to whether or not they have their own like whether or not they're inherently prejudiced or whatnot certain things like capitalism like we all basically benefit off of money even though it may be inherently racist or prejudiced or whatever right but the point being is that if you do begin to challenge society and culture and say that i am outside of what is typically expected therefore you create or hopefully influence the shift of Mm -hmm. of what should change so I think yeah. that's important because a lot of people, it's like, no, I'm not this. I'm not that. And it's like, yes, I know. Because the other other sounds like you, like it's a bad thing. Yeah. But it's it's not until you really reclaim it and own it in that, in that fashion. So one question, one big question for you guys uh, is in what ways do you think theater needs to shift from where it is now in order to support an advancing society and culture, if at all? So do you think like the outside of the revivals of of like old musicals and stuff like yeah (laughs) like how many productions of kiss me kate do we need um but outside of like uh the revivals of things like the the fresh new theater that we're seeing crop up how much of a change do you think we need if at all from what is being produced Um, well i mean i guess my thought goes to like Broadway and commercial theater because that's obviously where you can kind of reach the masses like that's something I'm always interested in I think we talked about this last time is like you know that trap that you can sometimes fall into which is creating theater for people that think the same as we do you know I I like to sometimes I have dreams of just like getting in a van and like driving across America and doing theater in like small towns that maybe are not always exposed to what we get in New York. Um, And I think Broadway has the capacity to do that Mm. because, you know, it's kind of, that's where people come when they visit New York. Um, And so I think it's exciting to see things like Be More Chill, which is a brand new musical that our friend Gerard Canonico is in. You know, like I, I... 
I mean, I really enjoyed that show and I just was so excited for that, you know, to, to kind of think like, oh, there's new blood here and it's doing so well and it, you know, it kind of proves, like, take a chance on a new show because people want to see that. Um, we need so much more of that and so much more representation, but I think that is something I think of as, like, a, a good step in the right direction. Yeah. I agree. Like, I think we need more new things. I'm mm -hmm. definitely not trying to, like, shit on any other shows, but there's so many, like, this was a movie and how many years ago let's now make it a musical and send it to broadway yeah. which is like great sometimes and fun but we've made so much hopefully we've made so much like strive to do things differently than we've been doing it in the 80s hmm. so like to see a movie it from the 80s on broadway right now and to see that they just did it the exact same way yeah. and like nothing has changed none of the language is different like nothing like that some some things need to change like we weren't using language talking about trans people way back when mm. we weren't using the same language talking about sexuality talking about women's rights so if we're using the same stuff from 30 40 years ago and just adding music to it like we're not we're not empowering people to sh to like see anything different yeah. Like things like be more chill, things like there's a play called Safe Word right now that I'm really interested in going to see. Mm. Like just new material that is actually inclusive of everyone, um, whether that's race, sexuality, like gender. Like there's so much more work to be done. And it's not that people aren't doing the work. They're just not getting the money to be seen on the big the big stage yeah. what is that broadway yeah um so like i think we have a long way to go even in diff like in different places where we're seeing slowly on tv where we're like moving in different directions like i think broadway has a long way to go yeah yeah and i think it's also about diversifying behind the scenes too you know so there mm -hmm. i think you know there's been some progress and diversifying what you see on stage so Obviously, it can always go much more, but um, yeah. at least there are conversations about it, and um, mm -hmm. people are have more representation. But we need more, you know, we need more female directors. We need more, um, you know, queer composers and writers and that kind yeah, of thing. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, because that's really what's going to start. Yeah. Um, and we've, I mean, genuinely, like we feel a responsibility to that. Um regardless of what I'm doing you know I just um worked with the Irish rep who I love but you know they have a very particular kind of audience and so I had a little window where I could maybe bring in you know more actors of color that maybe they you know the, I think they're always striving for that too but it's hard it, and when it's kind of like an, a generational thing too mm -hmm. you know you want to sort of I feel like we always want to just be really aware, you know, at the end of the day, like, we live in New York, like, we live in a, a, a global society, I think more and more and more, like, that's what what we're working towards, which is a positive thing. Yeah. And so that should be represented. But it, but it does come, as KG said, from, you know, behind the scenes, like, if people are not writing that, then it's kind of hard to... to to see that and to feel represented so yeah and i had a great conversation kg to your point 
about how, yes, your cast can be diverse, but really where is the money going at the end of it? So if your executive producer is a cis straight white man, he's still making all the bank on that, you know? So it's like, it needs to be diverse from the whole structure, not just one aspect of it. And like how at the end of the day, there are still executive producers on the back end that are making creative decisions or saying that this should be omitted or that this can't happen. And so like there, it needs to be a fully diverse unit as it were in order for the whole thing to really be inclusive, right? So it's not just a matter of bringing somebody in to tick off a box, but actually saying that I'm not just creating diversity, but I'm actually including the people in and the decision-making in the creative property that's ultimately the outcome of it, you know? Definitely. So, And actually coming back to like two things that I saw recently that were just incredible and sort of answering this question of where theater might be headed were two productions at the public. Um, one I saw, The Fever, and the real beauty of it is just experiencing it. But essentially what they do is they create empathy. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. actors and the the audience without really giving anything away is that you just sort of feel a bond with everybody in the Mm -hmm. audience at the end of it that I've never felt before Mm -hmm. in a piece Mm -hmm. and like talking to the mastery of the actors and just sort of creating the story truly from nothing Mm -hmm. right using the power of the imagination to really connect people in in an intimate way that makes them feel a little bit more understanding of one another towards the end of it and then the other one is a production um, also at the public and it was called ain't no more and it was about like if every black person in america were offered a ticket to go back to africa and how would that change Mm -hmm. the states as we see it and it was just a very very like socially aware piece that kind of challenged like the whole point was to get you know, certain audience members, white audience members, uncomfortable, you know, and that was the thing is to really press and say, like, this is just something that we need to start looking at. And if theater can be the instrument through which we begin to unpack these things, let it be so, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, I just have to shout out one other play that's in my mind was Dance Nation, Claire Barron's play at um, Playwrights Horizons, which is an all-female cast, like, older actresses younger and it was really a play about ambition which was really great but it was also the first time that I'd ever seen like a menstruation on stage and that to me was like oh my god I got so excited about that because we don't you know it's just another one of those things that's like not spoken about don't talk about it yeah don't touch it don't you know and I was like yes it was great. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. You know, all these things make a difference, I guess. Yeah. Which brings to mind another another play I saw where it was about a young woman experiencing her first period and how it was like totally brought to the forefront. Like it wasn't just like this thing happened, I'm a woman now. It was like her kind of processing it and what it means. And like, yeah. you know, this brilliant 13-year-old girl just like kind of really understanding this momentous point in her life you know and sort of like kind of navigating it it was great so I think (laughs) the point being is that the work is out there it's happening it's to Zia your point how do we get it on the right stage so that the more people are exposed to it so with all of that said all of this excitement built towards hashtag how about love when when is the event when can we come and see it and where 
It will be Sunday, June 23rd. Uh, there's gonna be two performances, seven o'clock and 9.30, and it's at the Green Room 42, which is um, on 10th Avenue, 42nd Street, at the Yotel. Nice. <laughs> yes. And there's a pretty sweet bar there, so. They have a really nice that. rooftop deck, too. Yeah, we have some exciting musical guests. Yeah, yeah, we do. Are we allowed to talk about them? Sure. Oh. <laughs> it's ahead. up to you guys. I mean, <laughs> spill all the tea. Uh, speaking of Be More Chill, we have Tiffany Mann from Be More Chill. She is fantastic, awesome. um, and she just signed on last week, so we are really excited to have her. Uh, and then we have uh, Marla Lucent, who was in the um, she was in the tour of Beautiful, um, and she will be performing as well. And we have uh, drag glamazon Pattaya Hart, yes. who will be hosting uh, yes. our show, and she's known for her costume changes so yeah. i'm looking forward to that, that. Yeah. <laughs> um and she's just a, she's a great she's a great performer and this year's theme is 50 years of divas yeah yes may i ask like to unpack a little bit of what that theme is are we just celebrating like prominent queer divas or the idea is to chronicle 50 years yeah. of powerhouse diva singers so starting with aretha franklin from 1969 we're going to take it through some dolly parton um we have some janice joplin on there and then Cher. getting closer today we have um we have deborah cox on there we have uh beyonce of course yes um we got some whitney um we got some kelly clarkson and then we got some brandy carlisle yeah so it's it's pretty it's going to be a dancey good time. Uh, we also have Katrina Rose from The Voice. Excellent. So, yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. So we can only encourage everyone listening along to check out hashtag how about love. That's going to be June 23rd, 2019 <laughs> at Green Room 42. And where can we get tickets if we need to get them ahead of time? They're at thegreenroom42.com. Yes. Um, you can also get them on our website, which is on the keys, which is Q U. A-Y-S.com on the keys.com. Yes, and all of our social media platforms, same thing, just a little at on the keys. And we'll have posted about it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So to follow up. Yes, and we'll be sure to tag in everything. So for everyone listening along, if you jump onto our social, you'll be sure to find all of your connections to On The Keys and also to the event as well. So Nicola, KG, Zia, thank you again. We'll see you June 23rd, 2019 for hashtag How About Love. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.